You are Locked On Lions, your daily Detroit Lions podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And it's a Wednesday, everybody. It's time for Locked On Lions on the Locked On Podcast Network. Matt Derry with you on this, a Wednesday, December 22nd, and a Thursday, December 23rd. Detroit and Atlanta coming up on Sunday in Atlanta. Lions and the Falcons as Detroit looks for back-to-back wins. The great Chris Myers, that's right. Him, he of the Quentin Cephas uh, references will be on the call on uh, Fox, I believe, with Robert Smith. Uh, many of you Michigan fans out there are probably going, oh, God, a Buckeye. But, yes, that's going to be the uh, Fox team for Sunday's game in Atlanta against the 6-8 and eight Falcons. Matt Derry with you. Thank you for listening. Thanks for making us your first listen each and every day here on Locked On Lions. We're brought to you today by our friends at Stance Apparel. Stance believes that the perfect fit matters more than fitting in. Enjoy the color and comfort of a life less ordinary with Stance. Find us on Twitter at Derry Speaks, D-E-R-Y Speaks, at Locked On Lions on Twitter. And, of course, the Matt Derry Facebook fan page. we got a little Lions football for you Sunday in Atlanta. And uh, the Lions have uh, a player of the week, but it's probably not who you think in the NFC. We'll get to that coming up on the show today. Also, is there optimism so much in Detroit that there's a chance, I'm going to throw this out there, that the Lions win their last three games. I have scenarios aplenty for you where the Lions actually finish with five wins. Is it possible this team goes 5-11-1? They're 2-11-1. Is it possible? There's a scenario out there I want to explain to you. Also, injury update, Jared Goff update, very important to this game. We'll get to that as we get ready for Lions and Falcons um, on Sunday. All right, so after attempting to find a kicker to replace Matt Prater. The Lions, of course, this offseason went out and they signed Randy Bullock and Matthew Wright. Wright, the ex-Steeler, Bullock, the ex-Bengal, before the season. Then Wright got cut uh, during training camp or during the preseason, and they brought in the Zane train, Zane Gonzalez. He was not working. They got rid of Bullock, they got rid of Wright, they got rid of Zane Gonzalez, and they signed Austin Seibert, of course, ex-Bengal. Seibert kicked okay for a while, he got hurt, Ryan Santoso kicked, he was a complete disaster, and of course, you recall the Steelers' overtime game, where Santoso missed a 48-yarder and missed badly. So after trying Bullock, Wright, Gonzalez, Santoso, Seibert was hurt and wasn't bad, then the Lions went out, of course, and signed Riley Patterson off the Patriots practice squad and Aldrich Rosas. And they had Rosas kick in the first game uh, after all of this. And then Patterson um, has kicked ever since. And today, Riley Patterson, kicker number seven, was named the NFC's special teams player of the week after delivering three field goals, including two from 45 yards plus last Sunday in the win over the Cardinals. Patterson, of course, is a rookie. He's the first Lions rookie to win the award since Jamal Agnew did it in 2017. Undrafted out of Memphis, 
again, on the practice squad for the Patriots, was buried behind uh, Nick Folk and the the kid from Michigan. And, um, you know, was a healthy scratch in the first game in Cleveland because I think the Lions wanted Rosas to kick against the Browns. He had more experience. It was raining that day. They had them both kicking during warm-ups. But ever since, Patterson's been really, really good and has done a nice job. So the Lions have Rosas uh, still on their practice squad, but uh, Patterson's done well. And so here he is the, uh, today, named the NFC's Special Teams Player of the Week. He is 7-for-7 seven uh, seven seven on field goals. Um, and look, Matt Prater, Matt Prater was fantastic for the Lions for seven seasons here and actually won the uh, that award twice. But now... The Lions actually have uh, a little bit of stability with the young Riley Patterson. So shout out to Brad Holmes for doing a nice job uh, and grabbing number six, Riley Patterson, because so far so has been so good. And now certainly uh, this weekend with a team playing in Atlanta, another dome game, we'll see if he gets some opportunities and uh, continues to do well. But first Lions rookie since Jamal Agnew in 2017 to be named the NFC Special Teams Player of the week. And look, the bottom line is this. Uh, Holmes and the front office screwed up in offering Prater just one year and not two, or he would have stayed. I was told that by various sources uh, throughout that whole process. And then Prater's wife from Arizona was all for him going on a two-year deal to Arizona. Then the Lions came back to Prater, and they're like, hey, we got more money and more years. And it's like, no, I'm going to go to Arizona anyway. And then they've wasted precious time and precious money on other kickers, and it's been a disaster. But at least here now at the end of the year and moving forward in the next year, it looks like the Lions have their guy. Now, maybe they bring Seibert back because he's he's been on the injured list, and he and Patterson duke it out in the preseason and in the uh, uh, training camp next year. That's possible. But I see Riley Patterson as a guy they have a lot of faith in. They see potential. He's a rookie. He had a good career at Memphis. A young guy, might not as cost as much as Seibert if you want to bring Seibert back next year. And so, um, hey, at least the Lions got a little love for having the uh, special teams player of the week this past week in their win over the Cardinals. So that's been a positive sign. You really think about it. And I was listening to the um, Dungeon of Doom podcast with Kyle Mikey and Ben Raven from MLive. Those guys are right. It always seems like the Lions, for some odd reason, always have good specialists, even when they have crappy teams. Don Muehlbach for like 16 years as a long snapper. Jason Hansen for years kicking. Jack Fox now, excellent punter. Matt Prater, seven years, very good kicker. And now you look at it and you go, uh, Scott Daly, his long snapper's been good. Jack Fox is one of the best punters in the league. And now Riley Patterson uh, kicking the ball has done a nice job making all seven of his field goal attempts in a handful of games for the team. All right, who's going to be available for this game on Sunday? And is this game going to be the start of an even longer win streak? Or First of all, it would be the start of a win streak, period. But could we see this as another stepping stone for this football team um, this weekend? I'll tell you why that's possible uh, coming up next. First, though, on location, our good friends. Super Bowl 56 is at SoFi. It's less than 100 days away. And On Location, the official hospitality partner of the NFL, is the only place to score a -a once-in-a-lifetime Super Bowl ticket and experience package. Select your exact seats and choose from elite experiences featuring an exclusive pregame celebration with NFL legends, five-star LA hotels, and food by the great 
Wolfgang Puck. Visit onlocationexp.com slash SB56 for more information or search Super Bowl on location. That's onlocationexp.com slash SB56 or search Super Bowl on location. All right, injury report um, for the Lions. The good news is that safety Jalen Elliott has been uh, recalled off of the COVID list. So that's another guy that would be eligible and active for Sunday when the Lions travel to face the 6-8 and eight Falcons. But bad news today is that Amanio Ruarier, who could you could argue is the Lions' best defensive player right now, he's been fantastic at cornerback, has an uh, injured thumb and did not practice today. Julian Okwara coming back from the ankle, also no practice. And Josh Woods has a neck injury, the linebacker. He also was out here on Wednesday. Michael Brockers, Jonah Jackson, Khalif Raymond, Josh Reynolds, DeAndre Swift, Jalen Reeves-Maben, all listed as limited. We'll see if DeAndre Swift coming back from that shoulder injury will be ready to go uh, Sunday in Atlanta uh, against the Falcons. Uh, Jamal Williams has also been activated off of the COVID list. So what do the Lions do at running back? Well, first of all, You've got guys like Swift and Williams, who of course are ahead of of uh, Craig Reynolds on the draft uh, on the depth chart. But come on, Craig, uh, Craig Reynolds has been fantastic. He really has. And off of a 112 yard performance on Sunday, he still needs to get some touches. And if you look ahead to next year and go, all right, where are the line? Where do the Lions not need to sign free agents, or where do they not need to draft? It's at running back. You know, the Lions running back room. With Swift, Williams, uh, Reynolds, Iguabuike, Jamar Jefferson, they're set. They're set for next year at running back. And, uh, you know, you, I know Jamal Williams has kind of been in and out of the lineup with injuries and everything else, but he brings a lot of personality to that locker room. They love him in that locker room. Um, you bring him back. You bring DeAndre back. Obviously, he's had a really good year. And you found something in Craig Reynolds. And, and, and it gives your offense an opportunity to have some depth in case of injuries. We know running backs get hurt in this league. And also, you know, maybe you go into next year with whoever the new offensive coordinator is because you know Anthony Lynn's going to be gone. Maybe it's Ben Johnson, the tight ends coach. And you figure out a way to, to utilize a two-back system at times, especially in the passing game. Um, I would have no issue with that. But as far as this week, it'll be interesting to see how it shakes out and what Dan Campbell does um, when it comes to playing time, if Swift is ready to come back. Again, it's it's only Wednesday. Um, if Williams can play, and again, he was just on the COVID list, but Craig Reynolds has earned his stripes. He's earned an opportunity to uh, to be out there, and especially in short yardage, third and one, second and one, fourth and one. I love Craig Reynolds moving the pile with his 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 his, uh, his strength. Uh, legs are always churning. Uh, he's a guy that uh, needs needs more opportunities. So I, I like what I've seen certainly from uh, from Craig Reynolds um, this season. And I don't think there's any question about it. He's earned an opportunity to uh, get more time and, and to play more. Um, but the Lions have some good depth at running back. And 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 shout out too to the to the offensive line because they've done a really good job of uh, keeping Jared Goff upright the last couple of weeks and um, establishing something in the ground game. I mean, when was the last time we talked about we've talked about that in Detroit? Again, you got to go back to Barry Sanders. There's never been any consistency, whether it was Kevin Jones, Kevin Smith, Ron Rivers, uh, on Johnson, um, Mikhail Ashur. I mean, the Lions have tried everything 
uh, at running back and and with scheme and with offensive coordinators. And look, Anthony Lynn, I don't think is going to be back. He kind of had his play calling duties stripped. Why would he return? But if you in-house keep Ben Johnson there, tight ends coach, turn him into the offensive coordinator, um, and maybe Dan Campbell continues to call the plays, you might have something here. I'm not saying it's going to be an offense that's going to be, oh my God, this is unbelievable and the greatest offense uh, in the world, but you know, at least it's an offense that uh, is not gonna is not gonna hurt you in the ground game and force you into having your quarterback throw 40 or 50 times like Matthew Stafford was forced to do over the last few years. Um, it was brutal, and everybody knew it, it was coming. There was no, you know, you look at the Lions right now, rushing offense. They're averaging 111.6 yards per game. That's 17th in the league. When's the last time the Lions had a top 20 running game? to get my crack research staff on that. And this week, they're facing the number um, 22-ranked uh, rushing defense in the Falcons. So the Falcons can be run on uh, for sure. It's an Atlanta defense that is 31st in the league in points allowed, second last, 27.4, and 26th, <coughs> excuse me, 26th in total defense, giving up 370 yards a game. Only six teams are worse. That includes the Lions who are 29th. Um, this is a game I think the Lions can actually win. I don't know if they're going to win it, but I think they can win it um, for sure. Hey, you know what else is a winner, folks? Our friends at Built Bar this holiday season. Uh, by the way, I got a package in the mail today from Built Bar. I'm excited. The coconut brownie chunk uh, big box is here. Uh, I waited on it. I was patient, but it's here. This holiday season, grab the protein bar that tastes just like a candy bar, baby. Built Bar, my daughter Reese is in the room right now. Give me the thumbs down. She's She doesn't get it. She doesn't understand how good they are. They're amazing. They even taste better than candy bars, and they're good for you. Built Bar, filled with so much holiday goodness, rich with decadent flavor, covered in chocolate, amazingly low in calories, sugar, net carbs, and fat. I love the coconut brownie chunk. And now I've got 18 of these babies waiting for me, uh, and I'm so excited. You get the best of both worlds, delicious and healthy. I mentioned all the flavors, cookies and cream, peanut butter brownie, raspberry, the coconut brownie chunk. Get them at Built.com. Plus, they got those marshmallowy treats to the Built Bar Puffs. They are unbelievable. Light, fluffy, marshmallowy through and through. Go to Built.com. Use promo code LOCKED15. Get 15% off your order. That's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. All right, folks, I'm not predicting this. I'm not telling you it's going to happen, all right? But there's a chance, there's a chance that our Honolulu Blue and Silver Gladiators, your Detroit Lions, could end the season, think about this for a second, with four straight wins. And I'm not ruling it out. I'm not predicting it. Let me just hear me out for a second. The Lions are going to play the Atlanta Falcons this Sunday. The Atlanta Falcons are 6-8, and 1-5 and five at home at the Georgia Dome or whatever it's called now, um, and have a point differential of minus 126, which, oh, by the way, is the worst, the worst in the NFC, worse than the Lions. The Atlanta Falcons aren't good. They're not a good football team. Matt Ryan, you know, it was on his back all game last Sunday against the Niners. You know, Jake Matthews, a left tackle against Charles Harris, can be fun to watch this week. I think Harris can get to the quarterback. 
They've got injuries. They don't have Calvin Ridley. I do like Kyle Pitts, though. But I think the Lions can win this game Sunday. Uh, Falcons are a five-and-a-half-point favorite, thanks to our friends at betonline.ag. Let's say the Lions go in there and beat the Falcons, which they did last year. Then you look up and go, all right, well, they're not going to go to Seattle and win. Why not? Did you watch the Seahawks last night against the Rams? They're god-awful. They're 5-9. and nine. Russell Wilson's got no time to throw. The Seahawks' defense can be thrown on. Um, and they're 2-4 and four at home. Now, it also could be the Russell Wilson goodbye game at, at, in Seattle. It could be his last game at home at, uh, at whatever the stadium's called out there. Um, and, and, and that, that could be an emotional day. There's talk that of a, of a, of a possible trade. They almost traded him last year. They probably should have traded him last year. I'll put all that together, but that's a beatable team. That's going to be playing for nothing these last couple of weeks. So Atlanta and Seattle coming up. I mean, at the start of the year, you went, oh, maybe they beat the Falcons, but the Falcons might be good. Oh, there's no way they're going to go out to Seattle and, and beat the Seahawks. No chance. Uh, Seahawks are done. That's a team that needs to blow it up. I mean, they, uh, you know, I, I don't know what they're doing. They got some weapons they don't use. Um, and, um, you know, the running game is non-existent. Their defense isn't very good. And last night, you know, Stafford and, and Cooper Cup lit them up. Now, did the officials have help the Rams uh, last night a little bit? Oh, you betcha. I saw that pass interference call that was not called when the guy chopped uh, Dallas, the running back's arms. Oh, that was ridiculous. But Seattle's in disarray. Then in week 18, the Lions play the Packers. What if Green Bay's got the division and the conference wrapped up going into week 18? That's possible. The Packers could be 13-3. and three. And if they are a game and a half or two games up on Tampa or Arizona or the Rams and they've got it or Dallas and they're locked into that one seed and they got to buy, wouldn't they rest Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams and the Lions would be playing Jordan Love? Think about it. I'm not saying it's happening, but I'm saying there's a smidge of a chance the Lions could go into next year on a winning streak, a rather lengthy one. Three games left. They just won last week against Arizona. Now, if the Packers are playing for something in Week 18 and Rodgers is out there, yeah, no. The Lions aren't beating the Packers. But what if Green Bay's got the top seed wrapped up? They don't need that game. They rest Rodgers. They rest Adams. They rest Jones. They rest um, the Smith boys. The Lions could be playing Jordan Love and, and who knows who in Week 18. Equimanius St. Brown or Equanimous or whatever, however you pronounce his name. Could you imagine? <laughs> Could we be saying the Lions win five games at the end of the year? No, it would be so typical Lions to be a five-win team and win all these games at the end and kind of ruin their draft position and, and lap teams like the Texans and the Giants. And it would be vintage. But I know they're trying to win. I know they're bought into what Dan Campbell's doing, and the schedule here at the end makes for an opportunity where the Lions might do it. That's all I'm saying. Seattle's a mess. Atlanta's not good, and Green Bay might sit everybody in a couple weeks. Don't forget tomorrow, Aaron Freeman from Locked On Falcons on the crossover. Thanks for making us your first listen each and every day. We'll talk to you again tomorrow.